and welcome to the Talking Wednesday. It is me, PunkChef41, joined by Wilco. Jack's come on this episode today, and we're going to talk about Awesome Wednesday like we always do. But before we start, remember the socials, remember the Discord, remember the memberships as well. Uh, there's a video on there at the moment that uh, Dex have put out. Uh, I think we're doing like monthly videos each, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But how we normally start the show, how's your week been, Wilco? A mixed bag, actually. So, yeah, so basically to start the episode off, right, and I think it's in t- important to talk about mental health because that was uh, what David Stockdale came out and sort of said and yep. everything. Um, what would you say to the statement of the right person at the wrong time? Do you think that that's actually a thing or do you think that that's just the biggest load of copium and it's never the wrong time if it's the right person. What do you think about that? Because I've had a little bit of a funny thing. Basically, last night uh, is why, when I, before the show, I was saying that I've not had much sleep uh, the night before recording this episode uh, because I was all, like, you know, stressed up and whatever else. Uh, because a certain little thing happened with somebody that I discussed on a previous episode. Uh, and, yeah, so what would you say about that statement that, you know... Is that a thing? Is that not a thing? I think I think it is a thing, but it also depends on what circumstances yes. are involved as well. I think there is a case of being in the wrong place for the right person, headbase, and going from there. But it all depends on what circumstances are as well. So that makes a lot of sense why you haven't slept. Because uh, that so previous just to catch you up on that previous episode a while ago that I mentioned it, but um, the person who whose ex-boyfriend popped up saying, oh, can we get back together because I miss you, yada, yada, yada. Um, you know when they when you're scrolling through Instagram and you just get the little notification pop up and it's so-and-so has liked your post, but you know because of when that was posted and how long ago... This is so stupid that it's like looking into the <laughs> metrics of this, right? But because of how long ago you posted said thing and because of like yeah. them liking it ages after anybody else has liked it you know that they've had to search your name up to find that post they've had to they've had to look you up and stalk you to find that post and so this same person has done this to me where they've liked my post and it's and it's thrown my head into a complete spin and which is understandable yes yeah well, there we go. That's my my week's been a mixed bag of of all of that. It was great up until then. I was fully on the just you know, I don't want to date anybody because I need to. I'm I'm great and I'm great on my own and I'm just I'm uh, nobody's really worth my time right now is the kind of mentality I was yeah. in. And then something like this happens and it really throws a cat amongst the pigeons. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Throws the fox amongst the chickens and all that jazz. But. Yes, it's been all right, I think, roughly. How about you? Good. How about you, Jake? Um, I finally ordered the cooker top and it turned up. I'm nice. just waiting till like next week to get it installed because I hate February passion. Now you're cooking on I gas, hate. quite literally. I, I no, we're not one electric. Oh, we we we're electric. A lot of places won't actually install gas cooker tops anymore. Oh really? Trying to phase it out. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, so. I've got that all sorted, which I'm happy about. I've learned how to cook things a different way, which have been interesting. Making fried eggs on a sandwich toaster was fun and different, but I used my initiative, something I'm not used to doing. Um, but it's been one of those weeks where everything's going right, but I'm also in that mindset of having to plan for half-term holidays 
because that comes up not next week, the week after. So I'm having to work out what to do with her, what to take her out places so she doesn't have a boring half term. And I don't want to be uh, be stuck in front of the telly all day. Um, our, our kids. Oh, yes. That, that yeah. wonderful thing that I don't, don't want to worry to about seriously. for another seven yeah. years plus. Yes. Yeah. I can I want totally relate to this conversation. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I, I want another one. Uh, but it's been good. It's been a busy week in terms of my channel. Uh, a lot of... I did a four-hour live stream on Tuesday, and I found out Darren Moore went home at 5 p.m. So I'm now starting to wonder if the person who is Darren Moore in our chat is actually Darren Moore. <laughs> because that's that, been something yeah. that's been playing on my yeah. mind a little bit. Because that's been on my mind a little bit, because actually, that, if that is him then it's an absolute genius thing to act like it's yeah. a parody. You yeah. know what I mean? But then if Very it isn't him, so. then you've got it nailed to a T. But can you imagine if that's actually him? Because well, the photos the photos you see of him that are taken from like his personal mm. circumstances, etc., are the exact sort of photos and quality yep. everything that, that that Darren Moore account has. You've been going down a rabbit hole again and searching yes. these things, haven't you? Yeah. Yes, yes, I have. <laughs> but on more good news, let's talk about yesterday game, Saturday oh. game. We're recording this on a Sunday oh. for a change. And do you want to start this one off? Because it's interesting. <laughs> well, uh, you see, Jake and I were sat there in a Discord call while this match was going on, just kind of throwing points back and forth. And, you know, while I was manning the Twitter account, and as you can tell by the tweets that happened later on in the second half, oh boy, oh boy, it was a spicy affair because, you know, I think a lot of people were either nervous or excited going into this one because of how much it meant that we were going to be top, top yep. of the league or whatever. And then from, from the stats as well, it was clear that Plymouth tried to have more possession, especially in the first half, but we we're a lot more clinical with our possession and a lot more effective with with that and uh and then of course it just it, it sadly it all got overshadowed by an absolutely abysmal refereeing performance yeah where well, i let, don't know let's talk yeah let's talk about the first goal shall we yes. because we started the traps really fast in the game we came at home and we thought let's go for it and it's been a weird week for Callum Patterson, and it's been a weird month. But I think for him to get that goal said a lot about where his attitude and mentality mm -hmm. is. Yeah. And, and even saw on, right wing back. And yeah, he played right wing back. And I think that played a part in why he got the muscle injury, because I think he's done more running up and down that wing than he probably <laughs> yeah. has. Because like when you're Last up front, you run far less. You're, you're like, sure, you're sprinting mm. in short spells, but you're actually sprinting and whatever for a much longer time when you're running up and down that wing and putting crosses in and whatever else. And I, just, I on, on the mentality side as well, I saw after the game, I think a load of players went out for like a steak dinner or something because yeah, they were Yeah, so he ran into Patterson, and didn't they? Someone ran into Patterson and he just seemed so like, so chuffed, I guess. Yeah. That he's still here and, he's, and he just, he doesn't seem remotely awkward about interacting with fans still even though there was all that talk about him going to hearts and all that and i i just think i just think he he's settled here and he wants to stay here quite frankly he's he's reportedly yeah. been building a house in somewhere around sheffield or whatever so well, we have got a story about it later so we yeah. can talk about that one of yeah. the things that was an advantage for us in the game was the two injury for plymouth uh michael cooper going down and then uh gar before that 
two big, big players for them at the back, just completely out of the game. And it makes you wonder, but also 33,000 at Hillsborough. Now, their max attendance at their home park is 16. Now, I don't know how much of this was a case of maybe a bigger crowd might have got to them with the noise because it was loud. Oh, four, it was yes, very it was. loud. Um, and it, this whole thing, you look at the stat, 11 shot, four on target to their nine and one. And up until the second half, till they brought on Cockgrove and Hardy, they didn't really have any possession or any kind of momentum. And it seemed to, well, like Mate for them, their number 20, 28, excuse me, um, is very, very good at getting at people. He's on loan from Sunderland from it, and he had a really good game. But while you, while you were trying to figure things out and figure out where we're going watching this, you were like, how are we going to break this down? Because they were built really strong with how they were. And the referee bought a couple of free kicks from them a lot. Uh, it kept on being a bit of an issue. I thought some of our players were treading a fine line on the cards as well. Lots of silly yellow cards going past. I think Patterson got one for back chatting. Bannon got one. Uh, and also, let's just talk about the controversial thing in this game, right? So apparently, during the transfer market, we didn't. We signed Aiden Flint and we bought VAR just for that. Oh yeah, yeah. No one else's. Apparently, just that stadium. So we do make it two 0 and we're like, yeah, we're celebrating. But all of forty seconds for the linesman and the referee to have a conversation and look up at our big massive scoreboard at the instant replay and go, oh no, it's not a goal. Even though it was a goal, because footage has also come out of the angle behind the goal showing that Gregory was nowhere and actually nowhere near it. Yeah. And when I tell you that last night I was effectively turning into the Hulk and and I actually almost broke my keyboard when uh, when this happened, I I went ballistic. I was If you're in the Discord, there's a very good celebration from him. Yes. If you are in the Dexterity Box Discord, you probably saw my little four second sound clip that I put in there uh of me just going mental. Absolutely mental. And I just think, honestly, if this is the standard of of, of professional refereeing in the United Kingdom, I am appalled about how this has been allowed to be the set standard. It, it doesn't matter about looking at the standard of the actual football being played in the Football League. That's improving great over time. Look at the refereeing. What the hell yeah. was that? You're not even yeah. allowed to correct a decision when you look at the big... The, the instant replay, are you kidding me? They looked at the instant replay of that disallowed goal and went, it's oh no, like no he might have touched it. There's a slim chance that he might have touched it. So no, we're going to disallow the goal for being offside, even though he, A, he jumped over the ball, so wasn't interfering with it, and B, he was nowhere near it in the first place. Yeah, Sorry for the rant, it, but it, it's just... It, no, it's a weird one. And this is a championship referee and assistant as well. A it's championship? Like, but, oh, yeah. A it, it's championship. Not, it's not like one of these ones where they come up from like League Two to a non-league to do a game. This is a championship ref. And the thing is, you think he'd you're not? You'd think he'd previously refereed mostly like Chapel Town Athletic, <laughs> not Charlton yeah. Athletic. You know what I mean? Well, it, re oh. it remind it reminds me of the story that uh, happened. I think it oh, can't remember. Well, I think it was Ben Swayle or somewhere like that. There was a referee and a fan that showed them their phone 
and said, look, this is it. I've recorded it. And he changed the decision on someone's phone. And this is like a non-league game or something stupid. The rules state you're not allowed to use something to change your decision at the current moment time. We don't have VAR. VAR, there's lots of different angles. They had one angle. That shouldn't have happened. Liam Palmer turned around afterwards. I'm not going to talk about it because I'll get into trouble. Mm. Darren Moore kind of looked at in kind of in, in a Darren Moore kind of way gone probably is right to try and not cause it. But if I think if you see the next images and footages that people are seeing, they'll see nowhere near it. Yep. But it doesn't change the matter of the result. The result in the end actually was brilliant for us. We'll talk about that, the actual what it means for us as a club in a minute. But let's go through the games that have happened during the day. Cambridge won, Ipswich won. Fantastic result for us. Um, Bolton won, Cheltenham nil. Bristol Rovers nil, MK Don 2. MK Don started to get a little bit of form here. Uh, Barnsley, Portsmouth, 1-1. One, one. Peterborough, 2, Forest Green, 0. Atkinson, Stanley, 0. Lincoln City, 3. And there was a red card in that. Um, not looking too good for Atkinson, Stanley at the minute. We'll have a look at that. Derby, 5. Morecambe, 0. Dot Morecambe, 5. I think there were 5 games on the trot. And like, not losing. So that. Not a great and day for again, uh, not not a great day for ex Owl Liam Shaw either because that's his team no. now, isn't it? So and I think that's I think that was also McGoldrick third hat trick of this season. Not <laughs> bad for a player who never scored a hat trick until this season. Yeah. Trevor uh, went through one Plymouth Argyle nil. Charlton two Exeter City one. Burton three Fleetwood two, uh, and they went down to uh, ten men as well. Uh, Fleetwood, Shrewsbury Town 1, Otford United 0, and Wickham 3, Port Vale 0. Uh, looking at the teams at the minute, I think if you're going down the who might be sacked next, I think it'll be Carl Robinson at Otford, not performing to where he should be. But let's look at the best bit of the whole of this. I have to say, by the way, I got a little weird shiver down my spine when he said Fleetwood, because I just... I want to forget that name. That name is cropping up too many times in our fixture calendar this year, and I don't like it. it. It's not fun, is it? No, it's not. But looking at the table, Sheffield Wednesday are sitting top of the tree on goal difference, might add. 30 goals to Plymouth 21. We've both got the same number of points. Yes, we are sat top. Yes, we are, Jake. Yes, we, we are, are top of the league and we've got games in hand as well, which is handy as well when you're looking at it. And with equal the clean sheet records set by Kieran Westwood. Uh, and you can't really go like last time that was Kieran Westwood, Westwood's record. It's now Dot Dales and Dawson because they've both done superbly. Yep. Uh, Plymouth are on 61 on 21 goal difference. It's switching on 55 on 25. We're starting to see a little bit of a breakaway out of the third and fourth. I think it won't be long before top two are clear of third and fourth. And of course, uh, if you're playing the uh if you're playing the Puncture 41 uh superb drinking game, yes. it's time right now to take a sip. Because he said yes, it again. Indeed. <laughs> um and if you're looking at the bottom, it's not looking good for Forest Green. Uh, minor 33 goal difference, 21 points. Atkinson, Stanley, minor 20, 25. Cambridge United, minor 23, 26. And Morecambe, minor 14, 27. 
and Burton are on minus 19.28. He was starting to come out of that little bell. But all that matter for us is we're top at the minute and we just keep this roll going. Um, let's get into the news, shall we? Because it's been an interesting one considering we were all expecting this one to be, we're going to talk about all the signings we've made and this, this and this. And Darren, Darren Moore was at home at 5pm. At home at 5pm. So that could well have been him in the stream, you know? Yes. <laughs> uh, so, Lee Gregory... Lee Gray Sheffield Wednesday contract situation revealed after Al rebuff League One rival January Inquiry. This is from the start. There were reports last month that there was interest from both Championship and League One uh, in the being forward, and the start is led to believe the Rams made contract on the out to inquire about his availability. Now, this makes sense. He'd been at Derby before. He played there, did really well, to be fair. Uh, Darby were told, however, that Gregors is not for sale given his importance to Darren Moore promotion bid at Hillsborough with the 34-year-old mm. set to play a big part in the second half of the season. Gregory recently entered into his last six months of his deal, but the star understands that there is a one-year contract extension that would see him through to 2024 if exercised. The track has already spoken passionately about his desire to remain in the city's hometown with Wednesday, saying there wouldn't even be a negotiation if it came to extending his day with the Owls. Interesting that this got rebuffed and makes a lot of sense. And we're starting to come out with a lot of things about people contracts who have got extension clauses. Now, I've seen some people talk about the going, oh, they can only extend it if they agree to it. Well, no, the club can extend it even if the player doesn't want to, in a sense. Yeah. It's it basically we can take that option. What do you think about this? I mean, to start off with, Derby aren't allowed to spend any money. So any yeah. any offer that they put in for him would have been, quite frankly, insulting because it wouldn't have been for any money, you know? Yeah. They couldn't they can't even pay loan fees. So what what kind of Oh, can we just have Lee Gregory? No. No, that's ridiculous. Can we just have him? Because, you know, he used to play for us. No. What kind of deal is that? It sounds like one of those Facebook market conversations. Is this available? Yes. Yes. Can I have it for this much? No, it says it's this much. Well, can I have it for this one, please? But can I not? Can I not just take it off your hands because you know because yeah. because we, we used to have him a few years ago. No, that's not how it works. If you want a player that's still in contract, you pay a sodding fee for them. You know? Yeah, no, I undone it. And so, him, <laughs> it's interesting because I've seen a lot of people say that if we go up, don't attend it. But I still think thirty-five-year-old mm. Lee Gregory in the Championship can still do a job. And even then, if the, up there. if the deal was, oh, we'll pay you, uh, we'll pay you X amount when the when this ban of paying any money is lifted at the end of the season, you promised to pay the taxman so much money, you promised to pay the EFL so much money, and you didn't do that, did you? And then look at all the mess that happened over the summer because of all of that. You know what I mean? Checking the lift now. Yeah, Derby yeah. County yeah. now on Derby the lift. County. Does it like work out? Yeah. Charlton. <laughs> Charlton, Ipswich, Plymouth make, now, actually, because of... He's making a list. Oh, and he's I'm checking, checking it, it twice. twice. <laughs> I knew you were going to make a Santa joke, even though it's <laughs> this the, the other side of Christmas. Oh. But it's it one of the ones where you see where we're at if we're turning around. Back in the day, I think when they would turn around and said, yeah, we're going to get rid of him, he's 34 and stuff like this. Uh, we want younger players. But I think there's an experience there 
with Darren Moore knowing that you need to keep these players mm. around in the dressing room. Like Gregory's not started recently and not played. He's not played great. I think he he just needs that goal. I think once he gets that goal, we're gonna have that Gregory from the end of last season who went on a run. He's one of those players. I think once he gets that one goal, you're sorted. He'll he'll go. He'll fly. And Gregory's shown what he can do for us. We know what he can do. You look at the forwards we got, and it's yesterday, him and Wilkes who came on, they were superb together. And Wilkes is now starting to show what he can do in terms of his pace and just getting at players. If I think the one thing he's missing is the confidence to take that shot on. Yesterday yeah, there was I a agree. couple of times where he could have just taken that shot first time and gone and he, for and it. And he kept like not I wouldn't I wouldn't say panicking, but I think it was the stress of oh my god, I'm through on goal. Yeah. Uh, and without like normally, I guess when you get in that position, you just you just go through with the shot. You don't think about it. But because he was thinking about it, thinking about it so much, he just kept l- trying to lay it off to someone else. And I think that's yeah, where it was falling short a little bit. But I also think a little bit was also every time he got the ball, it didn't cut onto his right his right foot yeah. he liked to shoot with. So he kept on trying to get that position. But Gregory, for me, if we go up, I think it's a good idea to extend him for another season. We got this position. I think Byers have got one. We know Windass have got one. Uh, Barry Bannon got a clause in. If he plays so many games, he's gonna be fine. Um, I wonder if that's granted, why he keeps like you know when you know when say he's gone down with the injury and he's kept running and he's just kept going and he's like yeah. potentially even come back early. I think it's because he himself is desperate wants to ex- that contract, wants yeah. that contract extension with us because he doesn't want to leave. So, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's also it's also seen like yesterday when he went down, it wasn't any bad injury, he just got cramped. Yeah, it was cramped. Which is good for us. Which, yeah. uh, I, I forgot to mention that thing. But Lee Gregory, if it came to it, someone tried to come for him and we basically said no. Yes. Uh, do you want to do the story? Actually, I will say as well, I'd stick Gregory on a coaching course and get him through his coaching badges because I think yeah. his his mentality <clears throat> would be an excellent addition to like the coaching staff, maybe in the youth setup or in mm. the under twenty one level. Because honestly, we've just got Neil Thompson as as the as the like as they as the solid under twenty ones dedicated coach. All of the other coaches for that setup right now are just hopping between either the under 18s or it's or it's uh, Steve Haslam, the head of youth development, that keeps you know helping out with that setup. There's no like, and Nicky Weaver, I guess, but he's again he's the like under under 18 coach, isn't he, for goalkeeping? So he's they're constantly flipping between the two of the teams. So Nicky Weaver's head of academy go- goalkeeping and yeah. Neil Thompson's under 23 manager with Steve Haslam and the academy manager. Yeah, so basically got, those coaches are handling both teams then, basically. And I just you've think... You've got a head of coaching as well, Daryl Pugh. You've got yeah. a head of education, Dan Potts. Uh, you've got all the stuff that needs to be there because yeah. lots of different things that There's, need to yeah. be Yeah, but again, in place. I, think, I think Gregory's got a perfect mentality for coaching and... I just think that we need to start him on that path because I think he'd be perfect for it. And he wants to stay in Sheffield. So give him a job with the coaching setup. The same could be even be said about Stockdale too because he's been, in recent yeah. weeks has been acting like a coach, hasn't he, in the, well, on the sidelines. Well, good segue that to and, fair. The yeah. next one is about Stockdale. And oh, Stockdale so. yesterday was, again, managing on the touch line. It seems like Darren Moore may have a little bit of a person ready for his backroom staff. But do you want to talk about this one? Yeah, so... Uh, David Stockdale. He uh, he recently went on uh, on a on a radio football heaven show, 
uh, and he was talking about mental health and things. Uh, but part of it as well was uh, the fact that he's that he's ended up losing his place to Cameron Dawson. So it never gets easier. David Stockdale opens up on Sheffield Wednesday selection disappointment. And this was from the Examiner Live. So the Owls goalkeeper started the season as a number one, but manager Darren Moore has recently chosen to go with Cameron Dawson as his stopper. Sheffield Wednesday goalkeeper David Stockdale has provided an insight into his mindset when it comes to the battle for the number one jersey at Hillsborough. The veteran stopper arrived at S6 in the summer on a free transfer and made a superb... Sorry, I'm just stopping to grin because uh, because it's Jake's favourite word. He's made a superb start to life with the Owls. He kept 11 clean sheets for Darren Moore's side before being surprisingly replaced by Cameron Dawson in December. Dawson has kept the shirt since then, with Stockdale having to bide his time on the bench. Speaking to ReBC, ReBC, Spe I'm turning into Scooby Doo there. Speaking into yep. BBC Radio, speaking to BBC, oh, I can't. It's first thing speaking in the morning, to BBC guys. I'm so Radio sorry. Sheffield. Oh, yes, there we go. Speaking to BBC Radio Sheffield in a revealing interview, Stockdale said, on a personal level, we're friends. It wasn't Cam's decision to do that. I said to him, "Why should I jeopardize your career or happiness when it's just going to reflect badly on myself?" I was once there, and it's like an older person doing something to jeopardise me. I said I'd rather be known as an okay goalkeeper and a nice lad rather than a really good goalkeeper and a bit of a div. It's a good job I like, Cam, isn't it? <laughs> uh, he didn't laugh, that's what I was laughing at. No, he did, point. actually. Anyway, well, he did. Oh, yeah. nice. Nice. Realism. Immersion. Um, so the quote continues with, It never gets easier, and the day that I accept it is the day I shouldn't be playing. Like I said to Cam... I'm going to be hot on your heels, but I did an interview when he signed for the club. You can probably look back on it. I said, whoever was playing, I'd be supportive. And at the end of the day, there's one thing we all want to do, and that's win promotion. End quote. Yeah, the thing with Cam Cameron and Stockdale, you see it in the training videos, the camaraderie, the the weird relationship with goalkeepers, because goalkeepers are insane. If you think about the pack goalkeeper with that by water, Mentalist. Chris Kirtland, a bit of a know what to do. You know, we've had keepers who like Westwood as well. The, in the goalkeeping union, the, that whole kind of thing, they support one another because they know that only one of them can get the jersey. Exactly. It's not like a defender or midfielder where it can be swapped out. If you're doing well, you have to buy your time, like you said, and fight for yep. it. Now, the thing you see in the training videos is... The jokes that David Stockdale says to Cameron Dawson oh, yeah. and Charles Pierce are very interesting because you can see Pierce, Pierce is like, oh, and with the older two, this is great, but then he'll hear the jokes and go, oh, okay. But you'll see Cam just like belly laugh. And I think the thing you notice whenever there's a performance and at the end of every game, there's a massive bear hug from Stockdale to Cam. And to his defenders. Like last week, there was a massive bear hug with Iortha, who we know has been going through stuff with his injury. Yeah. And I think you see that total line now. It's Darren Moore and Jamie Smith, but it's now David Stockdale shouting or giving ideas or tips. And it's interesting to see that kind of going forward. And I think it was a really good interview for mental health and stuff. And I know you reached out to him and got a yeah. message back from him. And I know other people have reached out and got messages back from him. He's always been a down-to-earth lad. The way he talked 
talk to people the way he treats you. It's like, I know someone who's an MK Don fan, and he kind of turned around and said, good luck in the final when Wickham kind of thing. Good luck in the final, did the usual. And he said, that was an unlucky game to be in for you. Good luck for next season. Sorry you didn't get to go to it, but that's football. But he's a, he's a very nice bloke who comes across as someone who gets it. He understands the side of football. And you've got to remember, when you look at Stockdale, he's not just a footballer. He's a businessman. He's a businessman. Go go to his website. Look at some of the businesses he's got. Look at what he does. Look at how he does. I think he owns a football team or he's part owner of one, which he helps sort out. And it's that interesting thing where I think we were very lucky to get Stockdale in because starters last season, we were all thinking, right, Cameron's not ready yet. But he is ready. It was a one. We know he had a good season last season. He just needed someone to, like you said in the past, be a mentor. You he, said in the past that he's a bit of yeah. a mentor. The, I think even though, sure, David Stockdale is what we call a veteran. He's like approaching. He's got many more games behind him than he has in front of him. Let, yeah. to, to put it that way. Sorry, sorry, David, you know. Knock out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... It's, it's also shown a long-term vision from Darren Moore, I think, because it shows that maybe he does want to get him in as a in a coaching, mentoring role, as well as the the just the the experienced goalkeeper for the first team, because that shows that he wants. To, it's almost like Darren Moore himself wants to stick around here for a long, long time and wants to make sure that our club has got this long-term vision in mind. Whereas in previous, you know, under previous managers. It's just been a short-term, oh, what's happening right now? What's going to happen in the next, I don't know, couple of games? That's it. There's no yeah. there's no overarching vision whatsoever of the future. It's all just here and now, what's going to happen now? Who do we need to buy for right now, etc.? It's just it, but now there's actually a long-term vision. There's there's somebody in who can be a mentor for the young goalkeepers, who's a future coach, who's who's got this leadership mentality and also a vision past football i guess you know and it's also when we go up or oh yeah when and if, let's, i'm not you got to curse us jake you got to curse us you're tempting fate with, with with how we're playing it we are looking like we're going up but yes there's part of me that's like is cameron dawson ready for championship football probably not this is where i you disagree have. but yes carry on where you might have again, where we have it, Stockdale starts, but Cameron Dawson buys these times and gets in again. You, you know what I mean? It's that situation. We might have the situation, but you say you think he's ready. I think he's, I think when he was even playing for us in the championship, he was ready mm. because when Steve Bruce was here, he showed that in spades, yeah. didn't he? But his, his biggest issue has always been self-confidence. And that's what let him down. And that's what made him get dropped originally when we were in the championship was because he was lacking in so much confidence. He was making errors based what on confidence. It was the exact the same day. for Joe Wildsmith as well. That was mm. a self-confidence issue because look at how amazing he's doing at Derby right now. It, and how, Dar how brilliantly very... he was doing when Carlos was picking him in, say, the cup games against Arsenal. Yep. He was facing experienced Premier League forwards who weren't, playing like you know who weren't lessening their effort levels and he was dealing with them just fine so i think cameron dawson is in the same boat where he's he's ready he's fully ready he's not lacking in that skill or anything he's 28 it's just he's 27 i think 27 28 yeah. 
It's a good, it's a good aid for a keeper anyway because he's got lots he's of fa- years. He's far behind his... He's like yet to reach his prime yeah. and everything. So... I think one of the things that he improved was the vocality. Yes, Because he absolutely. used to be quite quiet and now you can see it and... And that's a confidence never, thing. There's never been a situation of not being a good stop, shot stopper. Mm. They said it was backwards then. <laughs> uh, the one thing that I do have sometimes is with him, and I think it'll come again with just learning a bit more, is when sometimes when he parries... But you notice yeah, our defense mm. notice that he does parry a bit, and Palmer and I offer quick onto that, and I think that's something if your defense know what you're doing, kind of thing, it's okay, mm. kind of they can fix it. But I thought that was a really good article uh, and interview by David Stockdale, and a lot of he got a lot of plaudit from the club and other clubs. And at the end of the day, mental health is important. Remember to reach out yes. because if you don't reach out, you're biting your nose. He 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 said it in the interview in the interview himself. He was like, "I'd rather know now if somebody's not doing well than turn up to like turn up to say their funeral and yeah. then and then people don't even realize then because it's their own funeral how many people actually cared about them because they didn't yeah. reach out and things." And, and also, there was a lot there was a lot of people turning around and saying to him, "Make sure you look after yourself yes. as well." It's yeah. all very well and said you're saying this, but make sure you look after yourself as well as looking after other people. And I think sometimes when you're looking after other people, it gets your own kind of health and mental health go to the wayside. So very good article. And very I'm good article. Very, and very good interview. I think it just, it's a credit to Sheffield Wednesday to have someone and like he's a, that. Yeah, he's a very good bloke to have in the club. We're very lucky that we've got him, I think. Yeah. So we spoke about this earlier. Sheffield Wednesday begin contract talk with 28-year-old January transfer target interest. Sheffield Wednesday had started talk with the Versailles striker Cameron, uh, no, Cameron. Callum Patterson over a new contract and it had been claimed by the Football Insider. This is from the 72.co.uk. Sheffield Wednesday man Patterson remains in down mode 13 picture for much of the season. He found increased game time since the start of December playing a part of the last eight League One games, now nine, after a patchy appearance until then. Question marks emerged over his future and struggles for game time until the recent run. In the side, former club part put out publicly that they were interested in the cut and that move uh, never materialised. Passer deal, deal is up in the sun and the uncertainty around uh, his his surrounding uh, the long-term future. I, for me, this is one, and I said it before, he's only like 28. Yeah. He's still got loads of football. And there's so many times people turn around and said, he doesn't offer nothing. He doesn't do this. He, he, what, what do we see in him? We saw in it yesterday. We saw Albert Shoppers yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Saturday, he was played as a right wing back. The one thing Darren Moore loves is versatility in players. He just loves it. He's very happy with that kind of player who can play any position whenever needed. Like some players are like, well, that's not my position. I play striker or I play this. He just seemed to get on with it and just didn't mind. Like, if you actually look at, I think I've looked at uh, Wikipedia in the past, that it, like, it's something like utility player he marked down because he can play everywhere. Like, it's one of those things where you see him play and when he gets going and having fun, like yesterday he had a smile on his face again. Yeah. And Patterson with a smile on his face is fun. And you saw it a couple of weeks ago when we played uh, Fleetwood and we're on the way back. And they were doing the Instagram live stuff and him saying, grown men on Instagram live, grow up. 
And yeah. that's the kind of camaraderie that's in this camp at the minute. And I think he's a big one as such as, as, such as Dotdale. Because I think those two are big, big characters. But now you also look at now bringing Aiden Flint in, someone who he was with at Cardiff again. You've got another person who knows who he is, how he is. And Patterson's never been one to shy away from talking to a referee. Can we put that the knife way? Yeah. That's him and Barry Bannon like to yeah. Barry Bannon and him like to do the Scottish way of talking. Um <laughs> but it is interesting when you see when he plays. This season has showed us that he can play any, anywhere again. He come in and done a job without complaining. Like he's not one like he's another one to turn around and said, if a contract got put in front of me, I'll sign it. I want to stay here, I'm enjoying my football. He did say he wants to play more minutes. Well enough, after that situation, Darren Moore might have heard that and gone, I'm going to put you in a bit more. But it's very hard for a player to get into this squad in, in the position he normally plays in, which is up top, when you've got Smith, Windass, Gregory, and uh, Wilkes. But Don't forget as well, Patterson was, in his in his career in Scotland... He was always was right in the right back position. That yeah. was his. That was his position. And then Car- I think even Cardiff might have signed him on the basis of him being a right back. And then they discovered, oh, he's actually all right, like in the yeah. attacking midfield and up top. So, like, yeah. it was. It wasn't like it was an alien position to him for him to play, really. But yeah, as you say, it's just it's a fantastic player to have, really. And and at the same time, he's the same age as Dawson, pretty much. Like, despite the grey air, bless him, going grey a bit early, um, and despite the old man fishing habits and whatnot, no offence any fishermen out there listening to this. Uh, t- you, um, you know Phil Foden likes fishing, right? Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> and and the thing is, if if I think if he stays here and he does does actually stay here, we may have to do a Halloween fashion and work or have to go grey. Yes. <laughs> I'll even I'll even grow the I'll even do the mustache. I'll even do the mustache. I'll affect I mean, I won't I'll look more like, you know, the dad from Inside Out. Yeah. You know, the really depressed dad with the mustache and the and the facial stubble. That's yes. who I'll look like if I do the mustache. Rather than Callum Patterson, I'll look like him instead. But yeah. Oh. But Patterson staying here long term, I've got no issue with that. Same player who love that. work works hard and the time where we've had him and he's the only one running at the keeper or running at players. He, he fit the fourth the air style mode who will just run at everything and just not thing. And like you said, I think the injury yesterday was the case. He was just doing so much running. But it was interesting. He was getting in faces that he never really got in as a striker, but he did in mm. this game where he would be open. So hopefully this isn't a long-term thing. Uh, muscle injury can sometimes be... It's You've gone down, it hurt for a bit now, but a couple of days later, you're back and it's yeah. just kind of fixed itself. But and, and even then, what a finish that was for the for his goal. Uh, time of well. Oh, it, it was superb. just super. There he it is again. The old, take another he sip. Do, he, he brought out his, the his old little, celebration. Take, yep. a, take another sip, guys. If you're playing the drinking game at home, <laughs> take another sip. But he brought out the old celebration. To be fair, we haven't seen much... New celebration because he said he would be looking at some, but I think he hasn't got. He that used much to do to the backflip like Volks, and he's not. He's not doing yeah. it. Yeah, maybe he got a bad back. Yeah, 
Or maybe maybe that is, has got some like sentimentality to Into him that, or yeah. something. I don't know. But talking about players who play in different positions, this article goes nicely into it. Uh, this is from the Down in the Live. Made me think, wow, Akin Femuru makes a mission over Sheffield Wednesday pass. Sheffield Wednesday, Akin Femuru spoke of his desire to pick up as much knowledge in the art of defending as possible. The 24-year-old is making up for lost time having sustained an injury on debut back in August. It would have been five months before he eventually made his return to action, and since then he played a key part of the Owls' Brazilian defence since starting the last three games and uh, aiding in two shutouts. Liam Palmer and Reece James have both excelled this season, performing in both their traditional fullback roles and also centre-back, and Femmer described how he constantly picking their brains. He told Yorkshire Live, you've seen recently in both fell in different positions that made me think, wow, these guys are serious. They can do a job. It's great to have them around and learn from them. It's been speaking to Reece recently and asking, you see the ball in what position, in this position, and what are the first pitches you see? It's about learning from each other. Palms is the same. I watch him a lot in training, and he's always very technical, and much as they are competitive, it's good to learn off these players. Let me have been more policy... Rapidly chopping and changing the lineup keeps the players on his toe, toes, aimed for the promotion pull. Ahead of Saturday's monster, which are played, meeting at home against leaders at Plymouth Argyle first, so you shouldn't go into a game, go into a training session or weekend thinking you're definitely going to start. This is how complacency sets in. And so I understand why the manager does this. Interesting, because there have been talks from people in the past saying Darren Moore chops and chains it too much. He doesn't keep a settled side too much. But again, this is going into that learning about Darren Moore's thing about play, playing in different positions. He wants players to learn and keep growing. And at the same time, the people making these criticisms are just backseaters. That they, they, they will find something wrong with everything that somebody does, but they're not also you know, respectfully, they're not there on the training ground watching these people train. They're not there on the match days, on the touchline, seeing, getting the information from the other coaches, you know? And But this sort of mentality is the exact sort of mentality that we were missing a few years ago, where, yeah. like, everybody was just their own, you know, I'm effectively a mercenary attitude of, I don't care anything about what I'm doing here other than the money. And that's well, it's it. interesting you say and that because this guy Flint... wants to learn. He wants to yeah. better himself. And this having that dogged mentality of working hard and learning everything you can all the time is what will set apart the great players from the okay players. And with the amount of potential that this lad's shown so far, I can only see him being an outstanding player in the future. Quite frankly, absolutely. For, um, well. for only sixty grand? Are you kidding me? Yeah. And it's also, it's also, you look at what Aidan Flint said about the mentality. The mentality was different in the dressing oh, room yeah. when he came here last time. He said it's different now. And he, it's interesting, you've got a player who came during that season when he'd never played in front of fans. Like, just let's just remember this a little bit. Aidan Flint came here when we were in the virus phase, yeah. no fans in. Yesterday was his full first team from the start debut to 33,000 fans. It says a lot, and it's... Femme we were gutter when he got injured because in that NK Don match, he looked superb, but he come back, he looked stronger, he looked better. And I think you look at the whole thing he said about Palmer being a very technical player. 
People don't see Palmer as that, but you look when he plays, he's very good with the ball and he knows when to run. And he, the one thing that has happened since Darren Moore come in, Liam Palmer got a whip on him now that can get a ball into a box, which was one of the biggest criticisms some people had, that he couldn't cross the ball well. And if we're bringing these players in to learn, if we can have another player who can play right back, left back, centre back, it means someone else can slot in if need be. And it's always interesting having players that can slot into that position. Like Johnson isn't the best wing back, but he can do the job. Yeah. And he does well. But he's more the, of a left winger like, anyway. And we've, we, yeah. we know that. And he's, we've said it for God knows how long. <laughs> but, but at the yeah. same time, you've got players who will come. If he can't get better defenses, you'll have one as a centre back come out and then somebody else will cover, which is something where we do lack. But you've got the confidence in that player to cover. Like, Iorfa coming back had been superb. That defence recently, you look at that defence, Iorfa, Flint at the back. Flint, I think Flint had the most headers yesterday. And like one of them, he headed from his own box to like the halfway line. This is something that, and people have said in the past, Darren Moore's a defender, why are we shipping so many goals? This season, he'd gone for making us defensively strong. He'd gone for, and I think you, I don't think, I know people are like annoyed that we're not going enough, but that'll come. It oh, will yeah. come. Um, but yeah, I like the mentality of this. I like seeing that they're going to, having players still wanting to learn and wanting to improve, it shows a belief in what Darren Moore's doing. It shows a belief what the players are doing. And uh, him yeah. going to experience pros and saying, how do you do that? What do, What's the best position? It shows a maturity. And again, just to give like more of a scope of the big picture, so to speak, since Darren Moore came in, the biggest thing people were talking about in like the relegation season uh, and the couple of seasons, you know, in between losing to Huddersfield in the semi playoff semis and getting relegated was the mentality. That was the that was the biggest thing that everybody was criticizing all the time is that there was it was a team of individuals and there was no team spirit. And there was clearly, you know, clicks and all that sort of thing. And there was not a lot of team cohesion and not a lot of working, all collectively working towards a big picture. It's totally the opposite now. Everybody's in it together. Everybody, there's a camaraderie that's not been seen for quite a number of years. Obviously, it started last year. The, the camaraderie was great last year. And that's only developed this year. And that's all thanks to what Darren Moore is doing in this sort of big picture sense. I think it's very easy for a lot of fans to just get locked into the here and now and the, oh, we've not scored enough goals in the last two two weeks, two months, whatever. That's not good enough. But it, it, you've got to think as well in the big picture sense that this club is getting so much better compared to the state it was in a few years ago. And that was probably one of the primary things that Darren Moore wanted to do and what the chairman wanted Darren Moore to come in and do, you know? Well, he, changed, he, he came in and changed the culture. And exactly, reset. exactly. And um, that's, yeah. He, I think if I remember correctly, like he said three days into the job, he knew what was wrong immediately. Yep. And that says a lot about Darren Moore as a man that knows what's wrong and how I need to fix this. But he's also not stupid to know that he can't do that in a day. Mm. He knows that needs to be done over time. And I think you're seeing that. You've seen all the interviews he's done recently, the ITV one, very good interview. It was very interesting to hear what Darren Moore's like. Yeah, absolutely. So we do have some players who have left Wednesday though. David 
Agbontahona. Agbontahoma. There we go. I don't need to learn his name. Uh, <laughs> had joined Bournemouth on a permit transfer. The gentleman been on loan with the National Leave outfit over the past month. He got player of the month after we kind of hijacked uh, the <laughs> votes, the Wednesday bands. Uh, in total, centre back made 14 appearances for the Owls, all coming at the Papa John Trophy, including two outings this season against Bradford and Leicester City's on 21. We'd like to thank David for his service and wish him all the best for his next chapter career. Now, a lot of people were annoyed by this one. They were asking, oh, what are we doing? Darren Moore came out and said, at the rate he's going, there's no point us playing him in under-23 under football now. He's ready to be in with other teams and playing first team. And also, if you look where he's from, he's from Southwick. He's from Southwick, and Bournemouth is like 45 minutes away, an hour away, if he's still got family down there. Because he was only at Southampton, I want to say, when we signed him. Originally. Yes, he was. Yeah, Southampton. So if he's a, a down south lad, if this makes it easy, close to the family and stuff, good luck to him. He did show lots of promise, and I can understand why people were annoyed. But you've also got think, Darren Moore thinking about the player of well, not the club. If they think this is the far he got and we're not going to see him in the first 11 anytime soon, let him go. And it's just one of those things that happens in football. It's, it's what happened with Alex Hunt as well. Same sort yeah. of story. And I think, well, from... Because obviously he played... He actually did play in that... Uh, it was the Bradford City game, yes. I think. And I just remember sort of... Technically, he was great. He was all he was already, I thought, tech, from a technical standpoint. But it's it's his reading of the game didn't seem quite at like League One level yet. And I think maybe that's possibly a factor that influenced him being allowed to be, yeah. you know, to go on a permanent transfer. And uh, we'll probably we'll probably see him, quite frankly, in a couple of years' time in the football league. You know, in the League Two or League One at some point. Is it League Two? Is it? He only went to Grimby. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about David. Oh, oh, David. Yeah, yeah. sorry, I thought you were on about yeah, Huntingdale. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> you probably you probably will. It's just, but it's an yeah. it's so, it's it's a what I've move. said was the same about Alex Hunt, though. Really, it was his reading yeah. of the game too. But yeah, sorry to interrupt. But yeah, it was the same sort of thing there. But um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does does next. But good luck to him, and hopefully we will see you. Or in the future, and good luck to you down at Burnwood. We have a player who's gone out on loan. Jackson joined Hen Hensforth? That Hensford Hensford, maybe. Hensford. Uh on loan. Sorry, Jackson Hensford will, Town, if that's will not the join, Yeah. Will join Jackson joined the Owls in 2018, signed a professional terms in 2020. He will head out and gain full a further senior appearance with the South League. Southern League Premier Division Central side, 20-year-old is eligible for their Saturday home game as they travel to Br Bromson Grove 14. Good luck to him. These, these loans help players progress and do better, so hopefully we can see him improve. And yeah, it's similar to what Gavlin's done out on loan as well, so we'll see what happens. So, we got... I will, I will say it's quite interesting, though, because they seem to be taking almost... Like... So for those of you that, that know cricket, right? So the county sides, like say Yorkshire, whatever, will send their youth players out to teams in like the 
amateur premier division or whatever mm. to get the experience. And it's just really strange seeing us, affect Sheffield Wednesday Football Club, effectively do the same thing in the last year or two, where they're not actually... Like, they could be sending them to the National League. I would probably say that maybe they need to be sent to the National League, but it's really interesting that they're sending them, like a good chunk down the football pyramid, even below the National League, to, like, the semi-professional yeah. levels. And I just wonder why that is. Not, I'm just, not in, in a criticism way, just, like, a sort of, it's it just interesting the, to see that they're it probably being the whole case sent that so far down past, that way. That it's sending them to get rough and tough by some big lads. Yeah, yeah. Like, you want like them to get lumps kicked out of them, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. literally, yeah. Because I think that's how they learn if they get lump kicked out of them. Like, um, I still don't think this whole academy model works that well. I still think the reserve model from back in the day worked a lot better, where you will play a reserve team instead of the academy thing. But this is how it's gone, sadly. Uh, so we have games this week. And first one I'm going to talk about, we played them. This will be our fourth time playing them now. Uh, so we've got to go back to Highbury and play Fleetwood Town in the FA Cup. So their record is 6, 11, 11, 29 points per game. D doesn't really matter because it's the FA Cup game, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. Home record is 2, 5, 7, 11 points. Away record is 4, 6, 4, 18. 31 goals, 1.11 per game. Goals against 33, 1.18 per game. Uh, yeah, and they lost at the weekend 3-2 uh, to Burton. I'm conflicted about this, Jack. I'm really conflicted. I don't really want a cup run, but I want to keep our unbeaten record going. Yeah. And and the thing is, right, the further we get in the FA Cup, the more publicity we get. And I think given that in the in the season we got relegated, the only publicity we were getting was effectively hit pieces on the chairman and just yep. national ridicule. The, the better we do in all of these competitions or whatever, the more positive press gets out there. And that can only be good for us because I'm sick and tired of seeing players get, and, and whoever the heck else, even Ryan Reynolds did it, get interviewed on the television and they call Sheffield United Sheffield just because they had two sodden plastic years in the Premier League. And now everybody's just calling Sheffield United Sheffield as though they're the own, they're only they're the only sodding team in the football league from Sheffield and forgetting about the more historic club that's fallen on hard times. And I'm sick of it, Jake. I'm sick fair, of it. To be fair, Sheffield oh. United fans get annoyed by it as well. Yes. Oh, I know. I know. So. But, I do know what you mean, though. But you w again, they're they're obviously getting annoyed from the perspective of you wouldn't call Manchester United or Manchester City Manchester. Manchester, Manchester you yeah. know. But my perspective is give us some goddamn respect. <laughs> Stop well, discounting us anyway. Yes, it'll that's... be interesting because I don't want to cut run. I do want to cut run, but I want to keep the unbeaten thing going. Just. Get it done in full time. That's all I yes, ask when they're yes, Tuesday. Please. Get it done in full time. I do please. not need penalties. The lad don't need extra time. We just need to get it done and move on to the next game. And it's the town derbies this week. Because we oh. got it's with town oh. on Saturday away. So their record at home is 50. Their record in general is 15, 10, 4, 55 points. They score 1.90 per game. They are 
third in the league at the minute. They did a bit of a drop-off. Um, go to what you said about gelling a couple of weeks ago. Not gel quite that much with all the, what they brought in. Yep. Uh, their home record, 8-5-1. They got 29 points. Away record is 7-5-3, which is 26. Uh, they've got 54 goals, 1.8 per game. Goals against is 29, 1 point, uh, 1 point per game. Uh, 25 goal difference. Their last game was a draw versus Cambridge United. And they are also in the cup this week. So we're, we're all in the same kind of boat with this one. This game's going to be interesting because they won't want to go to 90 and extra time either. So it's interesting that we've got this map coming up and both teams are still in the cup and interesting to see what happens. Um, I just want to see what our stats are away. I, mean, I thought, I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. it's pretty good. Um, have a look. I mean, it cool. will be quite an interesting game in the respect of, I wonder what's going to happen this time. Such as, oh, I mean, to be honest, yeah. they're already commemorating forever on the side of their stadium, a 1-1 draw <laughs> with us. So we're already living rent-free in their frigging heads every time they go, every time they look outside the, the ground. So what's going to happen this game to get a commemoration plaque? If, if they finish third in the league behind us, are they going to be like, oh, we finished we finished so many points behind Sheffield well, Wednesday. They, they, they got to be careful because Derby look, coming they're already on, they're already on my list, so yeah. I'm not I'm not holding back this time. <laughs> so our but, our away record is 20 oh, yes. 27 points, 8-3-2. So that's decent. And they're not particularly great at the minute. No. And this is a perfect example for to go there, get a win, get out of dodge, and move on to the next game. Because we need to get most of these games out the way as such because we've got the next couple of games are two-game weeks. So we've got Athletes, so we've got Morecambe mm -hmm. at home. And then we've got MK Dons at home. Personally, I think the best way to beat Ipswich, well, I know, sure, it might not be the most exciting way of playing it, but is to effectively let them have more of the ball because they mm. will make more mistakes given how, lack, given how lack of a gelling there is because of all these new players. They will be making loads of mistakes in passing. They'll be underhitting it, overhitting it not knowing yeah. when people are making runs, all that sort of thing. And that's the perfect chance to pounce and issue a big counter-attack and score. And I know it won't be... Possibly it might not be the most exciting, but at the same time, it effectively it will be more of a chance of winning the game. Do you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's one of these things, when, when I saw these two fixtures pop up, I thought, get four points from it and I'd be happy, mm. kind of thing. Now, ideally, you don't want that because it's only goal different for a head buy with uh, Plymouth. And I think Plymouth's next game is at home, if it, if I might be wrong. If that's the case, they've got a great record at home. So we have to err on the side of caution with that. But great opportunity for to just make some more ground and points going forward. And we need to start getting some players back, hopefully, and see what happens there. But at the end of the day, it's a great it's say we've had a really good January, February. We we don't normally have a good January after Christmas. It's like the mentality shifted again. So, have you got anything to add here? Because that's all I've got in the uh, document. Well, the thing is, it's actually really nice to see us continuing this run of form because normally 
this is the time of year when, like, you can tell within the first few weeks after January, or the first, well, in the month of January, you can tell what teams are going to drop off and what teams are going to push yeah. on. And it's so nice to see that we've just carried this good form on from before Christmas, and it doesn't look like the train's stopping anytime soon, you know? And as well, and also, I'm not really all that, after seeing the performance yesterday, I'm not that worried at the fact that we didn't make, that we only signed Aiden Flint in January. I'm not at all worried nope. in our squad depth, whatever, because everybody was saying we've got a threadbare defense, whatever else. Look at the performance yesterday. It was great. Despite despite having this threadbare defense and a lack of squad depth, whatever people, whatever headlines or Twitter tweets to get likes people want to throw out there saying the opposite, we carried on regardless and we won the game and we should have won by more than 1-0, quite frankly. Yeah. And yet... Hey, that's that's apparently a threadbare squad, according to some people. I I'm not worried. I'm not worried, and I'm just very happy to see this continue. I think the one thing that gave me a bit of hope and credit and stuff is the fact that we lost at home. To, no, we lost away to Plymouth at their place, which started this run. Yeah, and it just kind of got on, and even even when and if it does stop because you've got to think like that, because it does happen at times. I can't see them having an issue of going, oh, well, we've done this, we're going to drop off. I just think they're gonna, it's another game, we move on. Yeah. There's a, di there's a different mentality shift in how they see games. Exactly. Like before, we would see games and it'd be inconsistent. One game we do really well, and this season, it just seems like the consistency level's up a, a different standard this year. Yeah. And instead of looking at what game coming or who game we just played... It's, we look at it in the, on Monday, we watch it, we're done, that's behind us. Yeah. We go on to the next game. There's none of this um, looking back or checking on other people. We check on ourselves and that's it. But thank you for watching the Talking Wednesday. I hope you all have a good week. It's going to be a busy week for Wednesday. Uh, hopefully by the time we call the next one, we're a bit more points ahead of well. But thank you for watching and I will see you in the next one. See you later.